0: Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. We'll just go through Matthew 27. And then we'll talk a little bit about death by crucifixion because some of you were not here on Friday. And then from there, we'll talk about, about the resurrection Sunday. Let's just go through 27 and 28. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas' betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders too late for Judas. Saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Do you see how the devil works? eh? He pushes you into doing something and the, the minute you're remorseful, he's like, it's none of my business. You chose it. Deal with it. By that time, you're left alone. Poor Judas. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So the brother did not even enjoy the money that he had taken. Um, But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. So they they know. They know. They know what they did was wrong and they don't want anything to do with it. Yet they have everything to do with it. And they consulted together and bought with them a potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Okay, let's go. Then, um, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, "And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced." Let's go, and gave them to the potter's field as the Lord directed me. This, this is one of the reasons as. Uh, when you read prophecies, or when you see prophecies being fulfilled, is one of the reasons as to why, um, when 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 we are sad that Jesus died, it leaves us in a question of, is it that he was forced because it was foreseen a very long time ago? On Friday, I was telling the people, um, growing up, we would on Good Friday we would put on black clothes, and then we would not eat meat. We were told to be very sad the whole day, um, because because Jesus has really truly suffered, which is true. He has really truly suffered. But should we be sad or should we be happy? Because that suffering is what has bought us our life today. So I I, I even challenged you know um, um whoever that was around. Can, can, can we be putting on colorful clothes on Good Friday? Because indeed, it's a Good Friday. As much as he suffered, he was buying for us our eternal freedom. Because of things like what Jeremiah is saying, it was even prophesied that he would be bought by 30, sil- uh, 30 pieces of silver. So there is nothing that Jesus was going through that was, that was shocking to him. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly it had to be done. Hakuna namna kikombe. when he was so stressed and he was, you know, asking the father if at all itchy kikombe kinaweza kikanipita, but it still had to happen. He was so stressed to the point Dr. Luke decides to write. I mean, Dr. Luke is the only one who records how he started sweating blood. That is the highest level of stress. So if at all you think you have ever been stressed. Huh? You, you you find a three years old, four years old laying on the couch saying, I'm so stressed. Stressed over what? Coco melon. <laughs> huh? According to their experience in school, they are so stressed. Do you know stress? That's why um, there is nothing that Jesus cannot heal. There is no sickness that he cannot heal. Because if, if, if I am to go, I'm, I'm, going, I'm getting ahead of my nose, but if I am to go through what crucif- uh, crucifixion did and, and, and what what it what, um, what did, because it would prick his nerves, it would prick his nervous system on the head. So anything would trigger him into a shock. A little move would trigger him into a shock. A little wind would trigger him into pain. How he was scorched. Do you know how they, 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 they look like? It's, it's, a piece, it's a piece of wood. And then at the tip, there are pieces of bones and balls of, of iron. Or of any kamabati, and then that is what they would lash on his back, and how he would be. How he would be um, um, laying, not laying basically. alafu anafungwa So the whole back he doesn't have power over his body. So his hands are, are, are put on on a piece of you know on a piece of wood, and his back is bare. And they remove every single piece of clothing, and they lash on him. The reason as to why they would do that is so that they can. They can, um, they can fasten the process of his death so that they can make him so weak so that even when he's carrying that cross, I mean, because I want you to understand he was carrying a certain beam. It's just a certain beam you know, on, 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 on his shoulders. And on top of that, he would have to be dragging from 34 to 54 kgs of something. So, as tired as he is, he has overbled because when they beat you like that, I mean, you bleed profusely. So, he has overbled, he doesn't have enough breath, and then he has to put on, you know, an abeba msalabawake. And then on top of that msalaba, he has a whole 30 or 50 kgs of kamatofali or whatever that he is carrying with him. And I want you to understand that it was half a mile from where he was after being, after being tried to Golgotha. So that is 0.8 kilometers of walk. And it is mountainous. So that's the price. I have a little preacher. That's the price Jesus had to pay. That's the pain Jesus went through. So I don't, I don't take it lightly what Jesus went through. However, he did all that with you and I in mind. The Bible says the kind, not the Bible, historians and, science, uh, and scientists say, the kind of stress he would go through is the type of stress people go through when they know they're about to be executed. So, um, 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 prisoners kifo, most of the time they go through that, they start sweating blood. Or, when a person knows they're about to go, you know, now they're children, but Um, when somebody is going through abuse, women, I think you've understood me, or or even men, so when they know they're about to go through that abuse, their stress levels, they, they start bleeding from their sweat. Some of them, when they know they're about to go through some excruciating pain, in fact, the word excruciating pain is coming from the crucifixion itself. So when somebody knew they're about to go through some serious pain, the body has a way of coping with the situation, and it just enters into a stress mode. That is what Jesus went through. So I feel like we really, really, we really undermine what you know, um, 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 what he went through. Let me just read for you my um, a little bit, a little portion of my notes because i want you to to understand that the trials began somewhere past midnight he was tried six times as in Aliyukuta mesimama but there were there were six courts like he went eh, there were six sessions of the of of of, of court kwanza kwa annas then akenda kwa then baadae hapo kwa 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 herode Kwa Pontius Pilate, and then bada poka kwa Herode, Herode akakona iki tumi mei inusu waka brudi akambrudi shia na niliyo Pontius Pilate. So by the time anamaliza do, do you know how usingizi if you have not had enough you know, enough sleep, how it can put you into a certain mode. And at times, even when you if you haven't had enough sleep, there are pricks, there there are shocks that go on within you. Now imagine that, plus the shocks you have because you have you know you have overbled. And then the shocks you have now um um uh, with the in, with the pricks that are going on on your head. When you read the scientific um, what he went through, you know, it will make you really appreciate the work of the cross or what Jesus did. On top of that, even when they're going to put him on the to hang him now, because most of us, we have grown up thinking that the cross was like this. No. The cross... Ilikua in cause each ambacho walikuwa anabeba, can I move this side? This is what he would carry on his shoulders. And Imefungiwa, the 30 to you know 50 kgs of of weight. So that is what he would carry going up a hill. This is what they would find at Golgotha. So what they would do is they would now. Attach, so that they will th- they will throw him down and then attach him to this. From there, they they don't have to keep digging so that they can put you know the them salaba in. So there is already a place that is provided for. So what they do is after Wamesham they carry the whole cross as it is, and then now when whatever the the hole that is there. So that's another pain because mind you after the scolding um they started mocking him and calling him you are the king of Jews. So they put a court on him. Now, washawe kuumia ukawa you know na damu alafu wa gozi. Siku wanabandua gozi. Ime imeshikamana na the fresh, you know, the fresh wound. Sasa po tushkuru, the antibiotics had, you know, had worked. But imagine a fresh wound and then a piece of cloth is on top of it. Now, that, he, 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 he had that cloth, that piece of cloth as he was carrying his, you know, let me call it a beam, but that's not the name. Going up the hill. Now, wakati sasa they removed the robe. So as you remove the robe, you're removing with some of the pieces of his flesh that were already beaten off of him. So, and then now, they're offering him high soap. Now, you know, at times, when we, when we, when we, when we think that they're there are certain things that you know God cannot do. For me, I, 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 I try to go back here. I try to go back here because the Bible or the prophecy was that his bones should not be broken. So for his bones to not be broken, there had to be a certain way for him to be hanged. And definitely the tendon here is too soft to be able to carry a weight of a grown man. So... They had to pierce through here. I wish, you know, I wish I was prepared enough. I would have shown you the kind of, um, the kind of nails they used. But those kind of nails, they are used in railways. Wakati, Wanajenga railways. chuma. That is what went through here. sababu at least it is strong enough to be able to carry a person on a cross. And then the Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. So I, I, I don't take it lightly. I, I think um, one of the, in my schooling, um, in Bible school, one of the things that, or one of the topics that really, really caught me was this one. And after, after this course is when I wrote, Na na kuibariki Si chukuli kwa wepesi, kazi Because when you think of what he did, when you think of the suffering he went through, you can't help but just be amazed. Because given a chance, if it was you who was supposed to go through it, I also want you to understand that when now you're hanging on that cross, okay, Because the aim of the cross is to push you through the the most torturous moment of your life. As in the aim of the cross is that you die a very, very, very torturous death. Of all the executions that have ever been invented on planet earth, that was the worst. So the aim is to make you go through pain. uh, Intentionally. But you dying or how quick you die depended on how much scourging you received. So there are those that would stay on the cross for two to three days, waiting on their death. And, and, and history says that there were those that, because remember you have been scorched, so your body is rotting. So there are those that who, well, they are still on the cross. Vultures who start coming and eating off of them. That's crucifixion for you. That's why after some time it was banned. Never to be seen or heard of again. Because it was, it is, it was the most humiliating way of executing human beings. And let me tell you something. Even after the cause it went on. Then we have, we have Nero. King Nero coming. And um, and you think, oh, okay, why am I getting? Well, I'm, I'm almost getting emotional. King Nero comes, and those that decided to take after Christ and to preach the gospel, he would do the same thing to them. Now, to him, it was even worse because he would put the people on the on the crosses, and then when he has parties, he would he would he would put them on flames. So. He would put his old, his old palace and his garden dark. And then he would make sure that so that they become the torches as they party. So you come to a place and you find there are like 15 Christians who are burning alive. As he is partying the other side. The reason is you have preached Jesus Christ. That's why in the Bible, Jesus says, you have not fought even unto the shedding of blood. There are times Christians say that they are going through persecution. Your persecution is because they refused or they have delayed in increasing your salary. That's what you call persecution. Honey, there are people who have gone through issues. This guy's joy would be in smelling a man's flesh being set on fire. Not just any man's flesh, a Christian's flesh. Now let's go back to why we celebrate. Because you have to understand that he has said, I will die and then I will come back from the dead. So you know, there's something Pastor Monica was preaching the other day and she mentioned, You know, somebody you have looked up to for so long, for three years, as in for three years, this is the man, this is the one that has come to he has come to redeem us. Thank you very much, Mr. Preacher. This is the man that has come to redeem us. This is the man who is a king. And even, you know, the mothers start telling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus. You know, prepare a space for my sons. Because they knew that this man is going to take over the kingship. This man is going to take over and rule. As in, this guy would turn water into wine. This man would walk on water. This man would make, you know, the, the lepers, you know, limp. This man is the one that would open the eyes of the blind and open the ears of the deaf. This man would raise people from the dead. I mean, this man did things out of this world. And then suddenly you see him in such a state where he's without clothes. Because you know, um, what what, what we do or the pictures we, we show or the pictures we use most of the time is just so that we can preserve the dignity. But truth is he had no piece of cloth on him at all. Now, this is The man of God. You know the way you the way you respect your man of God. This man who spoke about your life, you know, the minute he saw you like this, he told Nathaniel, You know, you are a good Jew with whom there's no guile. As in, this is a prophet of the Lord God most high. And then you see him without clothes. All the flesh is torn apart. He is, you know, he's, 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 he's going through some shock, you know, shock moments. He's weak. Do, do you know there's something, there's something about seeing a person you look up to weak? Because now, if you, if you, if you look like that, what about me? What about me? There's a way you understand when Peter said, I don't know him. Because if this is what I have to go through by following him, then I don't think I'm called for this thing. I don't, think, I don't think I have the muscles to handle what this man will be going through. Do you know their hope was so lost? As in seeing it, imagine, I, I'm imagining John because John is the one who was there to the very end. The rest of them ran. They took off. But John was there every every session, every session that Jesus was going through. Every questioning session, John was there. That's why you get the best of details when you read, uh, when you read uh, the book of John. John was there. Now he's dying and Jesus is telling John, behold your mother. Now, John was the one whom the master loved. So you're looking at this person who loves you who loved you with every, and you do you know, it's, it's one thing, you know, for others to know they are loved, but it's another when you know that I'm kind of like the favorite. I, I mean, I mean, you, you say what you want to say. All I know is this. I am the only one, even when he's writing in his, you know, in his, um, the biography of Jesus basically. Because he's, he's writing the biography of Jesus. Even when he is writing the story. He says, John, the one whom the Lord loved. Yani, anajitambulisha Listen, mimi yule last born. Hello, last borns. Hallelujah. It's because I'm also last born. Alipendwa na akajua anapendwa. Na kila mtu alijua anapendwa. You know, I don't, I don't like it and I do not, you know, I don't, you know, um, um, I don't encourage parents having favorites. However, their families' parents have just not been able to handle it. Like, Wameshindwa could control. So they have favorites. And everybody knows that you go through it so and so. If you want something, go to Tell her. She, when she talks to daddy, is when things happened. Now with the twelve, it was John. You you, you want something to be done. Talk, talk, talk to John. Talk to John. You want us to go to party, go, talk to John, talk to John. Of course that one is not in the Bible. I'm just saying. Perhaps that is how their life was. But you know kunagarama yakupendwa. Because you don't play hard get. As in that's the, that's the worst you can ever do to somebody who loves you. Now, and even if you play hard to get, you will just have that I mean, this, this this guy loves me. And I think that love and him having that understanding of the love that God had for him is what made him stick around to the very last minute. I think part of him was questioning, perhaps, maybe, even when he's already on the cross, because this guy, I've seen him do the impossible. Perhaps he will just come out as a ninja, something, something. You know? Perhaps he'll just come down, you know, and even when they were provoking him, hey, we've seen you are the son of God. I mean, wh- why don't you do something about it? Perhaps, any you know, for me, I would have thought, Oh, yeah. this is the time and will show them what you're made of imagine there's a time he said do you know don't you know that I can call for a legion so I'm thinking at that time you, you could not call for a re- I mean see back in region see so you just call that legion to come and finish these people here but he was on a mission he was a man on a mission a man on a mission is focused my friend you ask anybody that has been following up on a girl. They will drive all the way to wherever. Ask Kindosi how he would drive all the way to Okonga. He was a man on a mission. He was a man on a mission. It had to be done. It had to be fulfilled. No matter how humiliating it was. He already knew it's going to be humiliating. But then John is hoping. A part of him is hoping. Perhaps you're going to come down. Until he dies. I can't imagine John's you know, disappointment and pain. You even hear your master crying. Because of all the time that they have been with him, it's only one time that Jesus Christ, At least the, the time it is recorded. Jesus wept when Lazarus had died, when his friend had died. But you have never seen a moment of weakness to the point now he's even crying and saying, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Your master, this one, Mwamba, the one you're looking up to, is crying, he's feeling lonely, he's so stressed, He he's is is, is in such pain. He's like, why have you forsaken me? At that time, even the father had turned away from him. And then he dies. The Bible talks about how there was earthquake when he died. How there was thunder. How it turned dark. And then the soldiers are like, huh, this was surely the son of man. This was surely the son of God. I don't know what we have done. Have you ever done something? And then, chapa chapa lelo, as in, I am in trouble. The Bible says they took off. As in, they they are like, oh my God, what has just happened? I don't know if they said, oh my God, that is my version. And then reality hits. This man is actually dead. He's actually dead. That's Friday. They take him off. Then Saturday. I think one of the most difficult days is Saturday. Because you don't know. And he was saying, on the third day, he's going to come back. Will he really come back? That, that's, that's, that's the moment of truth. Was he really a prophet? Have you ever waited for a prophetic word to come to fruition? You were like, You mm. like, as in the way that person was speaking, he, he was so he was so convinced. Eh? this thing will this thing will probably this thing will probably come to pass. But then you have so much evidence telling you that it's not going to come to pass. It's not going to come to pass. That moment between the word and the fulfillment, if you're not careful, you just might lose your mind. I can imagine that Saturday. The Bible says they they are all hiding. They don't know, cause the Bible, If they caught our master, we are next. I'm a follower of Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what you've gotten yourself into? <laughs> but by his grace. The Bible talks about that morning now. Take me to 28. I'm going to paraphrase. 28. Matthew 28. Of course, when he dies, they take him off. And then Joseph of Arameath, you know, he opens up his, his, um, his, his, one of his tombs because he's a rich guy. We don't know much about him, but we know that he was a rich man. He was a respected member of the Sanhedrin, that is the council. And he was a follower of Jesus, albeit secretly. Um, And then he was a good and righteous person who did not agree with the decision to crucify Jesus. So after he sees that, okay, these people have decided what they have decided, let me just honor him by burying him in one of my tombs. And then chapter 28, the Bible says, now after the Sabbath, Bada, usiku wa." Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, that is now Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now, I want you to understand that that stone it's believed to have been two tons ama um, uh, um 4000 you know lbs of which leo nikamuliza bariki tanimbiri ni ukubwa wa kitu yani ni kama ya ni, yani practically give me what does that mean akaniambia mifuko 40 ya cement sasa sasa hii mimi that is still not practical for me. I'm like, any yani, practical, practical? I asked him, can a car, you know, have two tons? Akasema, yes. garigani. kwe tu. Now, dogevi. So, hilendo jiwe, the kaburi. And on top of it, it had the seal of the Romans. Now, of all the things that the Jews would consider to be sacred, Nothing is as sacred as the seal of the Roman to them rumi. I will talk, we'll talk about the, the, the evidence of the of the Roman God. Now they come and they find not only was that Garizima Pajero imesukumwa, but the seal is broken. Because if the seal is broken, you're punishable, it's punishable by death. The seal is broken not only that it was rolled away a few miles up a mountain like this no human being has the ability to do that the 12 disciples wouldn't have been able to do that but the Bible says when the angel came they all froze they were like dead men because they were witnessing something. They were seeing something. Fear imewaingia. Ile, ile, ile ya kima ukweli Ushawe kuogopa. ushawai kuota kitu. And it is so real. You wake up. Mdomo mekauka. Macho mekauka. Hauna mate ya kumeza. These guys. This is what found them. Because unashudia one angel. One angel like this. One should hear the way this angel came and then removed the thing. And now I love, I love Matthew because Matthew says he sat on it. <laughs> he sat on it. Because, and behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Let's go his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow this is just an angel my friend let's go and the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men like i don't think i've ever been through that, that level of shock you can be so shocked and know what's come out of you like dead men but the angel answered and said to the women do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Let's go. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Mwamba, you neno not Yani, do you know that there is, there is something there is a confidence you have when you know because up on Saturday you are so afraid you don't even know if you ask if you are a Christian you don't know if you can say that you are a Christian because first of all you don't know if they want to kill you or they want to mock you so you have to be in hiding but then on that day the women came and they were told he has resurrected as he had said because he's the man who looks upon his word to fulfill it. Ah. Whatever he has spoken over your life, whatever promise he has made, he's a man who looks upon his word to fulfill it. As he had said, the Lord Jesus Christ had come to life. So they went out quickly from the tomb uh, with fear and great joy. As in, you, 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 it's a mixed feeling. I mean, you are happy, but at the same time, you are afraid because you don't know should we announce this or not. Because the last time something like this was spoken about, uh, somebody died, and ran to bring his disciples' word. That's why the women are the best evangelists. Them they were not afraid. Then they they went. I mean, Amen. Yemeni, even the men are good evangelists. And they went to tell the disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, Behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers saying, tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. Now, because if you are a Roman God, first of all, you have to understand when we speak a Roman god, we are not talking about one person; we are talking about four. So, a Roman god is, is is inclusive of four men, and by morning are on watch while the three are sleeping aside, closest to him. Now, if you are on guard and then you sleep, it is punishable by death. Now you have to understand that three guards were released over jesus that is 12 men and on top of that there are still there are also guards of, of, of the temple so kwa kifupi kulikuwa kuna watu kama miambili arobaini na kitu hivi Kuanzia kwenye tempo mpaka mali yesu amezikiwa if at all if at all the 12 disciples would have gone to, first of all iyo nguvu ya roll away tanimbili by that time you are as afraid as you are utakiata kuhonekana this is one of the one of the strongest um, one of the strongest evidences when it comes to did Jesus really rise from the dead. This is one of those because according to ulinzi uliopewa ulinzi wa kawaida too it's already tight enough. And I want you to understand these are Roman soldiers. They don't play. As in to them everything is on you know it, it's precise. But then because because for them they said Make sure you put a seal because this foolish man had said that he's going to come back from the dead. So they put all measures to make sure that resurrection does not happen. <laughs> you try kuzui a resurrection. Who are you? What do you think you have? What exactly do you think you possess? Trying to make sure that resurrection does not happen. Now the Bible says. Um, cause at the end of the day, whatever it is that they would have done, it would have been punishable by death. I, I wish I had time; I would have gone through it about the Roman God. But let's go. And this, if 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 if. Uh, and if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. Let's go, 28, 15. They're assuring the guards that you know, they will cover for them so that they will not be punished by death. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day, that Jesus did not come back from the dead, that the, 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 the 12 disciples stole his body. It is a lie. But let me tell you something. Mwiri <laughs> witnesses For 30 days, Jesus was preaching. 30 days, Jesus was preaching. 500 people saw him that this man is alive. Now, how can you deny? How can you deny? Because this man, we knew him before death. And then he died. And then he came from the dead. And then he preached to us for 30 days. And on top of that, we saw him going up. And the angel said, Let me tell you something, people of God. We do not serve. We don't serve as in all the evidences in the Bible. I don't know if you have ever come to a place Where maybe you're praying, you're praying in the middle of prayers and you're speaking in tongues. And then logic asks you, what are you doing? Have you ever come, have you ever been there? Logic asks you, "You, you, you're not making sense. What are you praying about? Because by that time, you don't know what you're praying about. You're just in tongues. And then there are days, logic asks you, so this Jesus you believe in, is he real? Have you ever been there? Please don't look at me like I'm the only one. eh? Does he really exist? What if one day you die and then he's not there? But it took mere men like you and I, simple human beings, to spend time with him hear him talk, see him doing the things he did and then him dying and then him coming back to, day, I mean to, 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 to life and for 30 days he's showing himself off to people preaching still the same gospel that he was preaching before he had died and they see him going up for me. I don't need to see him live to believe that history is enough for me. The man is alive. And as long as he's alive, and he says if we eat of him, he becomes part of us, and we are in him, we are in him, and he is in us. I will drink of his blood, and I will eat of his body by faith, and I know I will see him. I don't know if you believe that. I know I will see him. Your faith is not in vain. This Jesus, he is real, and because he is real. If he says he's gonna come back to judge the world, then he's gonna come back to judge the world. So I had better be ready. I had better be ready. I know most of the time you know, tuna to a very exciting message when it comes to you know to the resurrection Sunday. But this is as exciting as I could get today. He's alive, he lives. And not only does he live in heaven, he lives in you and I. What we carry is real. It is real. It's not not that maybe one day I will wake up and then the whole plan has changed. Have you ever thought of that? Has, Has the enemy ever given you that thought? That what if one day you wake up and you realize you are on a different age? As in this, all these things had already happened. When Zaku wa shanya kudu wa shawo ndoka. Yanu yoyo ndoko. soma historia watu wengine. I don't know if you have ever. <laughs> Listen, my mind can go places. Eh? But there are times I ask. Hivi ukute mwambo kunatu tari ya ni imambo isha isha. Ukute imambo ya revelation tunayisubiria mwana isha tokea galafu. I don't know if you think about about it that way, but there are times the enemy really bombards you with questions. But because then I will wait. Because he's going to come back. If he said that he's going to resurrect, and he actually resurrected, then he's going to come back. And I'm waiting on him. But while waiting, because After that, he commissioned the believers. And he said, go ye into the whole world. Make disciples out of all nations. So it is not enough for us to say, oh, he has resurrected. We are very happy he has resurrected. We are supposed to leave the instructions. We are supposed to leave his directions. We are supposed to leave his will, basically. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.